What's going on, guys? Zach back here with the newest episode of the FTD podcast. Uh, we're going to get back to our division previews for the long-awaited NL Central preview, and I'm going to be joined once again by Tyler. Tyler, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. How are you doing tonight? Absolutely, Zach. Doing well, man. Uh, ready to uh, to take a look at the Central. So the NL Central was an interesting case last year. Uh, nobody really stood out during the regular season. The Cardinals obviously win the division and go on to win the World Series. Any general thoughts before we jump into the individual teams about the Central? Yeah, like kind of like you said, I mean, even the Cardinals who make that jump, they don't get to 90 wins a year ago. And every, there's um, outside of the, the Reds who are at the bottom, those three are kind of all packed up there in the middle. So very interesting to see uh, kind of the moves they made in the offseason and how, how it kind of spreads out from there in the middle. Definitely. Well, we'll start with the Chicago Cubs. Cubs are coming off a year which they won 82 games. They kind of hovered around the 500 mark all year long, um, which I don't know about you, but that was a little unexpected for me given the the uh, the trades that they made at the beginning of last season. Coming into the offseason, they upgrade the bullpen. Um, Liam Hendricks obviously headlining the, the upgrades. Do they have more to be done there? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like you said, at least from last year, probably I, I expected a little more from this team too. And, you know, respect to them taking a look at, at what was an issue last season with the, with the pin. I don't think Kimbrell was all that good. I know they made the, the trade for Dominguez as well last year. So, um, trying to address that at least on the back end. Um, but guys like Liam Hendricks, Tony Watson, Andrew Miller, they, they made a very concerted effort there. Um, there probably were some other places where they could have uh, looked to make some upgrades, but um, respect for them seeing problem number one and, and going after it and attacking it. So they returned most of the offense, uh, obviously headlined Baez, Bryant, Rizzo, Contreras. Uh, they, they added Mike Moustakas last year at the deadline. And with the bullpen additions that they made, can this team take the jump into uh, you know being a playoff contender? Yeah, I, I think they can. I, I think he they're they're paying the bullpen to be very good and I think they're they're gonna need to be. The uh the the offense on paper should be above average. I mean, you look Rizzo uh, like you said, Rizzo, Javi, Bryant in the middle, uh Ian Happ coming off a great year, um, Schwarber there too. Um you know, that's a good core in the middle of that lineup and that should be it, it, it pretty good. Um, and the, the starting pitching has some quality in places too. So, um, if, if I'm the Cubs GM, I'm expecting a, an improvement over a 500 ish season a year ago. Anybody in particular needs to step up in your opinion? Um, Rizzo had a little bit of a down year last year and he's going to hit right in the heart of that order. Um, and, and I think if he has a, a big kind of top 10, um, MVP-ish year, I, I think that lineup is going to be crazy around him. So um, would like to see a, a bounce back from Rizzo. But um, on the pitching, I, I think the, 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 the staff's going to need some, some step-up performances too when you look at them. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what comes of that group for sure. Any glaring weaknesses with, with the Cubs? It's probably the pin, uh, or I mean the rotation. You look, at, and Darvish has taken a, a little bit of a, a step back in his ratings, so there's concerns with him and, and being the ace. Um, Chessie, who they got, is good as well. Fulmer, 
Um, who knows? He wasn't very good a year ago. ERA over five. Um, hopefully some of these back-end arms step up in the rotation is good enough to get them the, the five, six innings they need to get to the bullpen. But um, maybe that's a place if, if, they're, uh, if they're playing well, they look to upgrade uh, closer to the deadline. Kind of an aging core in Chicago, I have to think. Um, one one of the maybe possibly one of the final runs that they they can make all together. Um, but let's move on to the Cincinnati Reds, where it's the exact opposite. Uh, they have a young nucleus, um, both making their their major league debuts, and then obviously in the the farm system, they made a lot of different moves this off season. Um, Rick Porcello, they they acquired Manny Machado and Royce Lewis in the big trades. Coming off a year which they won 70 games, finishing last in the Central. What'd you make of their offseason? Yeah, it's uh, they're going they're going full turnover. It's getting close to zero 2020 Reds on this roster as you look it over. But um, changing it up, making some moves that look uh, like they at least want to compete, uh, you know, a good bit now, but but mostly building for the future. Um, it, it's tough to gauge with all the, the turnover, um, kind of how this group will all mesh together. But like you said, Purcello, they, they sign a free agency. Nelson Cruz is a DH they go out and get. Um, they even they – even, Michael Taylor is their leadoff hitter who they got for a, a cheap free agent deal. Um, and then, like you said, Machado, Royce Lewis. So tons of turnover here. Um, respect uh, Newman for, for mixing it up and, and making those moves, but uh, yet to be seen how it'll all uh, fall together. Well, they're coming off the 70 win season. Do you, do you see improvement for 2021 or more or less the same? Uh, you know, looking up and down it, I, I would, I would imagine they want to improve over that. And I, and I would think they should um, 70 and 92 is a low bar. Maybe, maybe that's right on par again, but, um, looking at it, you know, I think this is a team that is a 500 team. If everything, um, falls the way, way it could, um, and just every, I, I did enjoy looking, everyone plays really, really good defense on this team. So maybe that's something that'll win some of those, uh, toss up games, but interested to see how it all fits together throughout the season. What needs to change in Cincinnati so they can compete? Uh, Yeah it's kind of all across the board and I, and I think Newman's doing a good job of just, you know, selling off his, his top talent to try to build something there. But um, he's going to have to get at some point kind of a core nucleus of, of guys who are good and coming up together, but um, it's just a little too hit or miss now in terms of, of quality for, for them to be a, a real competitor. All right, let's move on to the, the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, they, they finished with 82 wins a year ago, second in the, the Central, tied with the, the Cubbies. Um, started off slow in 2020, went on a bit of a run late in the season. Fairly quiet offseason. Any general thoughts on the, the Brewers offseason? Yeah, the only real move I saw, and, and I might have missed one, was the uh, deal for Mail from Minnesota. Um and on paper, I like the deal a lot. I think what the value-wise, what they got, Mail's a, a, a top-end starter, um, or at least hopes to be, and then didn't give up a ton for him. I wished he uh, they could have gone a little more after um, trying to fill the holes left behind. They traded Arcia and Hanniger in that deal. 
and didn't really replace them that well in free agency. So would have liked to see them kind of go after another bat to help that lineup. But uh, I liked that deal for, uh, for what they got to improve the rotation. Is, is Tyler Molly enough to, enough to improve this team to, to take that step forward and get them back into the postseason? Uh, yeah, I, I like this team actually. It's a, it's a good group. There's some holes there, but it looked, it's, the talent is also really there in places and it looks like, you know, just looking at, at making some upgrades, um, you know, maybe at shortstop, maybe, maybe in center field that, um, this could be a, a really big time competitor. So I, uh, I definitely think it's a, it's a team that could make a jump forward. I noticed that they, they moved Carlos Correa to third base, which I think is a good move for them long-term. But like you said, they, they do have a, a bit of a hole at shortstop right now. Um, if anything holds this this Brewers team back from making that jump, what will it be? Uh, yeah, it's it's probably the lineup. I, I really like the pitching. The pitching's super nice. Um, at, at Woodruff, Suter, Pablo Lopez, Burnus are all great. The pen is really good too. Freddie Peralta could probably even be a starter if need be. Um, just those kind of exterior pieces of the lineup, like JT Riddle starting at shortstop. Um, Marsh and center. I'm not sure if he's ready. Um, Thomas Nito is a solid catcher, but nothing, nothing special behind the plate. So maybe some, some upgrades there just to make it a, a really good lineup would, uh, would put them over the top. It's interesting looking at the, the central division. A lot of teams kind of middle of the pack, right, right around mm-hmm. 500. It'll be, it'll be, uh, very interesting to see who takes that step forward and maybe challenge the Cardinals in the division. Brewers certainly a worthy candidate of that. Uh, moving on to the Pittsburgh Pirates, once again right in that 500 range last year. They finished 79 and 83, fourth in the division. Um, another team with a quiet offseason, a bunch of one-year deals in free agency. What'd you make of their their offseason? Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a young fun group. I. Uh... I was shocked they finished it at 79 and 83 a year ago. I think their GM, I, I gave them the highest vote of uh, for the GM of the year rankings because that was the best uh, year one I've seen from a Pittsburgh team in this in, uh, in OTP in a while. But um, like you said, obviously a little hamstrung financially in Pittsburgh. Um, but the, the deals they went out and made, they are trying to address some holes so that Godley's kind of slotting in as their as their fifth starter, um, RC is playing uh, for them offensively a good bit. Uh, Brack is in their bullpen, so not a lot of money to spend. Um, but they tried to make some value deals, and hopefully, it'll um, keep it as a fun, competitive group again. Do you expect them to be to improve on twenty twenty? Uh it's a tough jump. Like I said, I was I was shocked um, they were as good as they were a year ago. Uh, I think um, if they got to 500, that would be amazing. It's just all this division is kind of in the same boat where there's a lot of solid quality. So um, injuries are going to play a big part. And just if some guys have some breakout seasons, that's going to be a big difference between winning, you know, 70 games and winning 85 games. So uh, I'll be interested to see uh, how the Pirates fare. What's the, the biggest area of improvement for the Pirates? Uh, the, the staff overall is probably going to hold them back a little bit. 
Um, there's some good arms in there. Uh, Mitch Keller is really good. Trevor Williams and Musgrove hopefully are good, but um, Stratton and Godley at the back could struggle. The pin is is not very good. Um, I do like the lineup a lot. The lineup is young and fun. Uh, Brian Reynolds, Kyle Tucker, right in the heart of that should be guys that are going to have some some big time seasons and and should be great moving forward. So um, building up some of that young pitching and getting more of an overall staff is uh, is kind of their biggest need for improvement. Definitely a fun lineup in Pittsburgh. Uh, like you said, Brian Reynolds kind of leading the way with that 4.4 war season last year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they take a step forward. I don't, I don't really know if they can improve on that 79-win season. Yep. They might have some good trade chips, but it's a it's a bright future in Pittsburgh with a young talent. But let's move on to our, our World Series champions. We'll finish off with the St. Louis Cardinals. 89 wins a year ago. They obviously they, they win the Central. Um, not the greatest regular season, but they, they win the division comfortably. And then obviously the World Series. Any general thoughts on the, the cards before we really jump into them? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I w- the regular season obviously disappointing, but none of that matters. Kind of with you know how the division went as a whole and the run they went on the playoffs. Obviously, um, I think eighty nine and seventy three is a extremely low bar, and I would be uh, I would be very shocked if they did not improve over that to, at least in the regular season. They made a couple of free agent splashes, uh, obviously starting with Daniel Murphy, but then they go and they get Tetsudo Yamada out of Japan, um, bring him over to America to put in the, the middle of their order. Um, what do you think about the moves? I mean, it's hard to go wrong here, right? Yeah, yeah. Two guys that have come into uh, – and if anything, you probably look and you say, oh, the Cardinals lineup was the, was the weakest thing about, about their team. Um, but you get you bring those two guys in Yamada, obviously a big deal, and Murphy coming off a, a really nice year um, to hit right in the heart of that order and kind of fill the most noticeable holes they had. Um, I, I don't think the pitching needed to be touched at all. The rotation's great, the pin's great. So um, re- respect Jonathan going out, getting getting the bats he needed to make it a more formidable lineup, and, and think they were very nice upgrades. The rotation is tremendous. Uh, worth noting, they did lose Dakota Hudson during uh, spring training to the unfortunate injury. Um, I forget exactly what it was, but it was a, a real head scratcher at the time. Mm-hmm. I think he brownies, something to do with brownies. I think <laughs> that's right. That's um, right. Any any reason why the cards won't repeat this year or or be amongst the favorites in the National League? No, I I don't see any way they don't repeat at least as NL Central champions. Um, you know, we've gotten through the West and, and the Dodgers have a pretty nice team over there. So competition for, for the, the NL championship will be, uh, will be tight, but uh, definitely think they're the, the class in the Central for sure. I have to agree with you there. Um, so that's the wrap on all five teams. Let's move on to one of my favorite parts of the, the division previews, the surprise breakout players. I love hearing who you, have who you come up with from these five teams as a, a breakout player, who'd you pick in the central? Yeah, these are fun to look through because, you know, a lot of different guys get in different places and, and just how things fit and fall uh, could, could impact their, you know, their production and development a ton. Um, the first guy I have is uh, Rio Ruiz in Milwaukee. Um, 
nothing great in 2019 in Baltimore. Uh, comes over to Milwaukee a year ago and kind of splits time between AAA and the major league level without really making an impact um, at the major league level. But uh, love the profile. He's 26, so everything's maturing and he should be ready to go. Um, hitting kind of dead in the heart of that order with guys like Yelich and Correa in front of him and Austin Hayes and Luis Urias coming off a huge year behind him. So uh, great spot in that lineup. Love his outlook and think he should have a big time year for Milwaukee. Fun name. Uh, Rio Ruiz was a, a former brave prospect. He, like you said, he, he's 26 now. Um, not, not the greatest bat, but I like the pick. Uh, I hope he puts it all together and he certainly got the, the scouting reports to do so. Um, should be fun to see what he does. Any other names? Uh, the other one I had was a pitcher, and maybe not surprising. Um, I think it's probably expected to happen that he breaks out, but it's Mitch Keller for Pittsburgh. Um, you know, a big-time prospect, so that's obviously there. But um, in his first kind of full year, struggled a bit last year, um, four-and-a-half ERA, nine-and-ten on the season. But um, but thinks he, I just think he takes a major step forward this year. I love his just kind of how his, his development and his stuff and really good fastball curveball uh, combo. The rest is kind of coming along. But uh, I'm expecting kind of a, a top 10 uh, NL Cy Young finish for Keller this year and think that would be a, a big good step for him. Yeah, Keller's obviously a power arm. Uh, like you said, the fastball curveball. Uh, combination is elite according to my scout and then he's got the slider change up which are plus pitches as well um, I love that pick and much like you I think I think Mitch Keller he could be one of the best starters in the NL this year uh, let's move on to the predictions and I'm interested to hear what you you have to say here because I think for each division previously we kind of had a general idea you know what team was going to fall where a um, couple spots you could flip-flop back and forth. But for this division, it's kind of wide open except for at the top. So I'm curious what order you're going to go in here. We'll start with number five. Who do you got in the, the bottom of the, the central? Yeah, first, just absolutely agree with you. I struggled a lot over this. I looked a bunch of different ways and saw these teams finishing um, a lot of different different ways. But I, I have the Reds in fifth. Um if I look at their talent right now, I'd probably say they're they're fourth, um, but don't think they're a team that's going to compete for the playoffs. And we all know uh, Newman is very active in making deals, and I don't think he'll hesitate to, to sell off any good pieces um, that he has. And I think by the end of the year, it results in, in the Reds pulling up the uh, pulling up the rear for the second year in a row. So I'm in agreement with you here. I've got the Reds finishing fifth as well, mainly because of the same reason you do. I don't think it's a talent thing. I think it's a, you know, the Reds are going to be out of playoff contention come July. And like you just said, Newman's going to be quick to pull the trigger on some deals. Wouldn't shock me if we see Manny Machado shipped out just as quickly as he arrived. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, who do you have finishing fourth? I have the Pirates, and I wasn't happy about it. I wanted to find a way to put them higher because I like the, the lineup is fun, and I think those guys will hit. And if they just get enough pitching, I, I think they're definitely a team that could uh, could finish higher, but still just um, not the not the high-profile talent of some of the teams above them and think they may have overachieved a bit a year ago at 79 and 83, um, but still a really good 
the run very well, but uh, but just probably coming in fourth again for me this year. Yeah, I've got them fourth as well. Um, outside of Mitch Keller, the rotation is a bit of a concern for me. Musgrove and Trevor Williams look like they're uh, pretty good mid-rotation guys, but overall the, the one through five, I just – it's the weakest part amongst the uh, the three teams that I was considering for this spot. Mm-hmm. So I've got them at four as well. Moving on, number three in the division, who do you got? Uh, I have the Brewers. Um, this was this was the toughest one uh, for me to decide between between them and, and who's ahead of them. But um, and I think the Brewers have a clearer path to get better if they. Um, make the moves and, uh, and, and make some upgrades in some places. Um, I'm not positive that they will. I, I, I see them being a, a, maybe a better team long-term. Um, but as of now, I, I think it's, it looks like a 500 team unless the, the pitching starting rotation takes a, a major step forward and, and the bats, at least the core of the lineup is good enough to, uh, to uh, make them a contender, at least for the wild card. Okay, so I, I differed with you here, and I, I, I'll touch on it. I had the Brewers second in the division, um, mainly because I love their rotation, and I, I do think that they have the core in their in their lineup to build around. And like you said, they just gotta they gotta fill some pieces on the offensive side, and then I think they could use a couple of bullpen upgrades as well. Um, but they, they have the they have that core there, and I really wouldn't be shocked if they sneak into a wild card spot um, late in the season. But overall, I, I had them second in the division, and I'm assuming second for you was the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, it was the Cubs, and, and these teams are, are neck and neck. So, uh, you know, either way, I, I could see it falling either way. The, the only thing that put me over the top with the Cubs is I felt like I could um, – the, uh, the bullpen kind of wins me out as being an elite group compared to anything else I saw. I mean, a Hendricks Kimbrell – uh, Sir Anthony back end is is one of the best in baseball. The lineup core I thought was kind of on par with Milwaukee. They're kind of the same boat with the fringe guys like um, Mustakis and Hayward. We, I hope they get enough from them for the season. That'll be interesting to see. Um, and if if the, the the rotation just does enough to get it to that bullpen, I, I think they're uh, definitely a competitor for a wild card spot. So I agree with you. The the, the Cubs bullpen is elite. I, I would say it's probably a top five unit in our yeah. league as a whole. Um, the reason I gave the Brewers a nod over them was because of the rotation. Like you touched on earlier, you Darvish has really uh, taken a huge step back and he's coming off, off a, a so-so year where he was injured, but he was going into 2020 as their ace. I wouldn't say they have a true ace anymore. Um, worried about the rotation getting the game to the bullpen was my biggest concern, which is why I had them third. And let's move on to the Cardinals, who we both obviously have at number one. What are your thoughts on St. Louis? Yeah, I mean, they they were probably better than the team that won this division by seven games a year ago. Um, and And they made improvements to be better. Like we said, the Hudson injury, obviously – might knock them back a little bit, but they have arms ready to fill in. It's not gonna not gonna kill them at the back end of that rotation. So, um, think this is. I, I see this being a, a double digit uh, game winning winning team by the uh, by the end of the year. Yeah, I'm in agreement. Um, I think the the Cards win this division pretty handedly. 
maybe even double digits, like you said. Um, obviously, we're almost a month into the season now, and I, I don't generally touch on the stats to this point. But one thing I did notice, uh, Jack Flaherty has given up nine home runs through 21 innings so far. He only gave mm. up 18 and 196 innings all of last year. So, obviously, he's elite. He's coming off the monster 2020, but he had the rough postseason. I wonder if there's something there. I mean, it's only 20 innings, like I said, but nine home runs is a lot. But it should the, the depth of the rotation and then the, the team in general, it's just it's going to be too much for these other four teams in this division. Um, Tyler, any, any closing thoughts on our NL Central? Nope. It's, uh, that middle pack is going to be interesting to see how they pan out. I, I know we've talked about potential playoff teams and other divisions, but um, I really think Milwaukee and Chicago both have a, a good uh, wild card chance if, uh, if they make the right moves and address kind of some of those weaker spots. But, uh, but yeah, I could see this being a multiple, uh, multiple playoff team division. Well, I think it's interesting because we touched on the West being a tough division, um, top heavy, you know, the middle of the pack, very tough. The Central, I, I would say the Brewers – or no, I'm sorry, not the Brewers. The Pirates and the, the Reds are a tier below the Brewers mm-hmm. and the, the uh, Cubs. So if they can take advantage of these these division games that they they get to see the Pirates sixteen times the the the, the uh, oh man I'm, I'm drawing a blank Reds yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Reds the Reds sorry the Reds sixteen yeah. times if they can take advantage of these matchups that could be a, a big boost for their you know their, their schedule as opposed to having to play the Rockies the Diamondbacks the Padres the Dodgers absolutely all right so that was our NL Central preview Tyler thank you for joining me. Um, We'll be back shortly with our our NL East, our final preview. Thanks, guys.